Hey, hey, welcome to Humans of Metagame, a meta radio podcast about, well, the humans of metagame. We'll be interviewing the players and patrons of metagame about who they are, how they got here, why are they here, and why do they even like metagame? Why? Welcome, man. Finally have you on. Yes. <laughs> Finally. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. How's it, CC? It was, it was good. It was good. Finally, yeah, finally able to see some people that I wasn't able to see for a long time. And also, like, finally meet some people for the first time, like <laughs> Hamad, who, yeah, been working for almost two years now and I've never met yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Goddamn restrictions, man. Yeah, I'm so sorry that you won't be able to come out to Italy. Yeah, it's some really weird restrictions. Like I said, they've blocked all flights, all outgoing flights until the end of August. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping maybe I can go to eat Denver, which is in February now. <laughs> Wait until the end of August? Yeah, until the end of August, all flights are blocked outside of India. And going out in, out of India, international. Uh, but then it uh, might still be possible because this is on the, like the 3rd of September. Yeah, I mean, so the the way it was until a few, like last week, it was until the uh, end of uh, July. Now they extended it to the end of August. And the issue is I need to get visa and everything and I don't know if they'll even approve it with the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. That's crappy. Let's uh, let's get into some uh, nicer topics, and uh, hope that this that there's still a possibility for this. <laughs> yeah, for the for the people who don't know you, you want to tell us like where where you come from? Of course, I'm from India, born and brought up in Bangalore. Yeah, I did my schooling here, but then I went to study up north in India. And then came back to Bangalore, worked here for a few years. And I'm a software developer, but I'm also interested in mathematics, interested in yoga, and a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, where do I start? I mean, there's so much to talk about myself. You ask me some questions, I can answer. (laughs) Yes, you said you studied art. I, I, I didn't study art. I do art. I studied something called mathematics and computing. That's my bachelor's degree. So it's it has math and computer science. That, that was a time when I was really interested in mathematics. I mean, that's how I got into crypto space also, because that was like an intersection of mathematics and like applied mathematics, because I was into pure math for a while. I, I I participated in Olympiads. I was almost going to go to the International Math Olympiad. But but then it is just not something for me, I realized. And while doing those things is when I came upon the Defi Hellman protocol, the protocol behind public key cryptography, right? And that's what like got me into cryptography initially. And then diving deeper into cryptography is when I found blockchain. Yeah, and then I'm here. 
split. That makes more sense because I was like, wait, you studied art, and then the next sentence was, and I'm uh, in software engineering. Like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> What's between those? Yeah, that makes more sense. And so, like, after you, after you finished studying and you were, I guess, still researching mathematics, but like, uh, did you find some job in between? How did that go? Oh, yeah, so that's the whole story. So I finished my bachelor's in 2016, I think. And then right after I got into this uh, e-commerce startup, I wouldn't call it a startup now. It's a pretty big uh, conglomerate now. It's like a competitor to Amazon in India. It's called Flipkart. So I worked there for two years as a full stack dev. Yeah, that was corporate life. And like, I mean, I, I joined thinking I'm going to quit in a year's time. Because I knew that's not for me, even when... You didn't think what? I joined thinking I'll quit in a year's time. Oh, okay. But I ended up staying for two years. But finally, I knew I, I that was it for me and I quit. I think end of 2018. What was the like? What was the experience like? Why did you quit? So like the stuff that I was working on was pretty interesting. I was part of the security team, so uh, I was in charge of stopping hackers from hacking into our internal cloud, and building tools and services and stuff. But the lifestyle was what I hated. So like I'll be working first of all on somebody else's idea. Anytime they'll ask me to be up and and I'll be working on it all day and then I come back at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and I'll be so tired and and also there's so much traffic in Bangalore you don't know it's crazy so just the travel itself was a big deal so I'll always first traveling to the office would be tiring traveling back would be tiring and then and I come home I don't want to cook and then I end up ordering so. So I start getting fat. <laughs> so that was something I really did not like, and I would I would end up watching these people on the roads. So it's so much traffic. Okay, so I'm just looking at these people, and everybody's running to their jobs. And I'm like, why are you running to these jobs? And what do you do? You really want to do these jobs? And I started thinking about these things, and in the back of my mind, I wanted to travel for a while. I always wanted to travel. So that's what the idea was. I joined Flipkart, worked there for a year, saved up some money and then quit and travel for a while, like just backpack. Nice. So then, and then one day, this was crazy. So there's this other senior dude in the office. He's a nice chap. He was like 20, 25, 30 years senior to me. But he was working in the same office, very similar desk and everything. And one day, it's just like both of us arrived to the office. I'm on my uh, two-wheeler, he's on his two-wheeler. And very similar two-wheelers, we went park and we got onto the lift, went up, uh, sat on the desk, almost like I was mirroring his actions. And he put his charger in, I put my charger in, we sat down, put my headphones on, started walking. And I'm just looking at him, he started to walk and he's continuing, I'm just looking at him and staring, I'm thinking, is this me in 20 years time? I'm just going to be here doing the same old thing every day. <laughs> and th- that was it. And I'm like, uh, I-, I quit in the next week or so. The realization. <laughs> nice. And uh, where did you go to travel? Like uh, in the Western world, people like uh, quit their corporate job and then go backpack India. But you were already in India. So. Yeah, so I backpacked India. 
<laughs> so I think almost the whole of 2019 uh, and and the first like till Feb of 2020, I was just backpacking around India, staying in hostels, trekking, and just meeting random travelers. Like yeah, that was a fun time. And uh, like during your corporate life, like what was that like inside the the company? Did you? Like was it the the usual like uh, uninspiring place where people just uh, tell you what to do? Was it uh, cool in some way? Yeah. So my team was a very new team in the company. So in that sense, it was actually not that uninspiring. And the manager that I had was also pretty cool. So he was more hands on, and we would. So I got to build everything from scratch. It was not something like I had to maintain some existing project or something. So that way it was interesting, but then the politics was crazy, and so basically we were part of the security team. So we were building services to like basically secure all the other services, like the major Flipkart teams. There were so many different teams, and everybody was building different kinds of products. And our idea was to build some products that everybody can use to build better secure products, but. Then what the problem was adoption. So we would go talk to different teams, and none of them would even care about security. They are just like, <laughs> I mean, literally when I joined, and um, I messaged the IT team asking for pseudo access, and I just told them I'm part of the security team. This is within like a week or so of joining, and I had pseudo access to all the production cloud services like of Flipkart. Like literally all, I I could just do access to all of them and do sudo sudo remove everything and everything would just shut down. I had that much access. Instantly got it. Yeah, and and that was just insane for me. Like how easy it was. But yeah, yeah, I did have fun working there because by the time I left, it was not that easy to get access. We made a, a lot of improvements there. But again, it was really hard to get other people to understand security. And like just when I quit. Two weeks later, my manager also quit because he also couldn't deal with the politics. He told me that twenty uh, percent of his time was building actual products, and eighty percent of his time was arguing with other team heads about why security is important and why they should adopt these practices. <laughs> okay, so then you then you traveled, you you back back for almost a year. Yeah. And then you get back home and you're like, okay, so time to. Start doing some shit again. Time to start earning money again. And what was that like? Yeah. So, so I'd heard about Ethereum at, just before I started backpacking. Was when I think that was it was twenty eighteen, the first boom. So everybody was investing in crypto. Like I was like, so I did some research and I found out about Ethereum. Then so I was like, wow, Ethereum is awesome. This is gonna be super cool. I invested some money in Ethereum, but didn't really do anything more. And then I went traveled for a year, came back, and then I knew okay. I I still wasn't sure what do I want to do like like with my life. I just traveled. The idea was I'll travel. I'll find out what I want to do in life. I'll figure out everything. But I came back still completely confused. <laughs> and then I had this. I don't know if this is censored, but I I used acid. So I had this trip for like a day or so with my partner, and that's when. I just decided it doesn't matter anything. I know blockchain is awesome. I I don't know what is there for me. I'm just going to start learning, start doing some courses. Let's see what happens. 
and then i did some courses on coursera and solidity development and then i was just searching for like just every day what i would do is do some courses like go into forums go see what's happening and somehow on some ethereum reddit thread i found gitcoin and that's how i started i, I opened gitcoin and this was april 2020 and then covid had just hit i was at home and uh, it's like and gitcoin released this um, hackathon called stop covid 19 hackathon and then i participated in that again i didn't know much about solidity development and i knew some front end dev but i i had just done one project with react before that so i was really new but but then i had like development skills like i could pick up any language i wanted but i still wasn't experienced at all somehow like i was just going around projects i didn't have any ideas also i just wanted to build something and james simboris got me i don't know if you know james from trojan dao so he found me i just met him in paris i mean i knew him from the internet from before but uh, finally met him in real life yeah he was super cool dude so he found me and uh, so we got onto working on this project with him so basically the idea was to build a supply chain for uh, 3d printed masks 3d printed ppes basically in greece where he is from during that covid time so we built the whole like we had another smart contract dev i, I worked on the front end and uh, we came i think second in that hackathon nice and i and i got uh, i think $1000 worth eat that time and I, and it was a big thing for me i was like wow i, I can do work and earn everything in crypto <laughs> wow what is this and none of my family even understood understood anything i'm like i earn $1000 and they're like show me the money i'm like it's in eat and <laughs> they not what is what is eat <laughs> what is eat <laughs> is that real they like show it to me in rupees yeah exactly is this some magic internet money what are you talking about but yeah that's when i realized okay this could be actually viable and how does like the those $1000 worth of it how did they compare to your like uh, previous uh, salary in flipkart previous salary in flipkart so i was earning more than $1000 per month but then i had to work in a like when i was working there in flipkart i had to move away from family and i had to uh, live in my own uh, apartment like share it with people and a lot of those things none of those things was needed i was working i was at home uh, i could do whatever i wanted and that way like it was less definitely less than what i was earning in flipkart but then it's in eat and i know eat's price was also increasing i think that time it was like 7 eat or something i wasn't really thinking about it's just that i hadn't earned anything for a year and my savings was going down and $1000 is very it's, it's a lot of money in india like if you want to survive i can travel a long time in india for $1000 i mean i was thinking like that only like i was still in that travel space in my head i just need some money to travel so i can stay in some hostels and and i can work on the internet and earn and doing some cool shit so that that was very exciting for me and so you you continue traveling then or like did you no that was covid time right so i had to be home oh yeah 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 so i was home and i this hackathon was done and then after that we were trying to continue the work that we were doing but uh, one thing led to another like some of the team members weren't coming 
up to the calls and stuff so it didn't really move and so we were just me and uh, james were still excited but we couldn't really do much just two of us and i think after like a month or two was dow hack month folk the world and dow hack month that was i don't know june or july so you continue the, like uh, working on bitcoin after winning those thousand dollars and then you and then meta games hackathon came up yeah and so through james I was working on some some other things also with James, and then Dow Hack Month came, so we worked on something in Dow Hack Month with James. I also found Meta Game that time, and yeah. So then I think I was I got into some call with you and Hamad, and you guys were building something and it sounded cool, the like the decentralized profiles. It's like okay, let's do this, and I I I knew some React, so I just I just sent some PRs, and then and I I wasn't really. thinking much and after some time only i read the wiki and when i read the wiki that's when my mind was blown like wow what is this like all my thoughts somebody actually wrote about them how guys so for yeah you first discovered the profile just started working on the profile but you didn't like actually go down the rabbit hole yeah and then when you did then you really became interested yeah that was just like linked like wow um, gamifying everything and building a whole new system cuz for a long time i i would just talk to my friends and be like dude the system sucks the government sucks uh nothing's going to work everything's going to shit but also in the back of my mind i was like there's no point just like saying that unless you're actually coming up with a new system the existing system works although it sucks like it still works some in to some extent simply talking shit about it is not going to solve anything and then when i saw meta game we are actually trying to build a new alternate system although it's a big experiment at least we are trying something we're building something new something cool and that was really exciting for me and that is still exciting for me and that's why i, I still continue to build on meta game that's awesome it's awesome yeah <laughs> the same experience here like uh, for years and years just talking shit with my friends and like Oh, it all sucks. The government sucks. The system sucks. But like, never, never even occurred before then that like, we actually there is a chance that we can uh, make some change. We can try something. It's like most people just feel completely powerless, and like I did too. At least until I discovered crypto and realized, okay, like this, this really gives us a chance to like. try some new things and maybe start over in a way cuz yeah up until then i didn't uh, i didn't see any any kind of chance of like really changing anything yeah exactly man i always had thoughts that okay we need to do something to change the world but i didn't know where to start what to do and i'm really glad i found meta game and yeah i got into that rabbit hole and still falling <laughs> and then uh, like wait when you tell your friends or family about meta game they think you're crazy yeah i mean my parents still think i'm crazy <laughs> they, they don't know they still don't understand cryptocurrencies right like i try to talk to them about it i mean meta game is like leave meta game they can't understand meta game but at least i talk to them about raid guild even that they can't understand fully i mean in meta game we are literally creating our own uh, like economy and minting our own money all of that that they'll never understand i mean at least it's just hard for them but even raid girl i tell them like group of people 
we're all working on this project we never met each other but we build awesome stuff they they don't believe it really <laughs> <laughs> but they they see at least that the the money is coming and you're living well so that's good yeah yeah that's why they they aren't really saying anything if the money wasn't coming there there would be more uh, concern but in the beginning money wasn't coming like when you first started working with the game and believe the the seeds were still like worth zero like there was no liquidity or anything i think it was only like uh, almost the winter when when we had like uh, the seed market up and a bit of liquidity for people to actually be able to get paid i think like when you join like the whole summer it was just people were getting paid in tokens and uh, the tokens weren't worth anything i mean for the hackathon for the hackathon there was bounties but yeah outside of the hackathon that's true like but then uh, i haven't really like the seeds for now i haven't really converted them to anything so i just kept them mostly just planted them like most of my earnings i, I just do get them from raid guild and some raids and most of my seeds are as seeds I, i i think i did convert a few seeds to just show my mom that this is money but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i showed her so you can convert it to eat and then you can convert each to rupees that's how it works and and she was like wow okay that's cool but uh, otherwise uh, most of my seed is just in seed or in pc seed form now i believe you <laughs> But yeah, it's good that uh, that you're able to to earn enough from regular like in stable coins and like especially since you since you live in India, so you don't have to spend so much money and you yeah you get to keep so much of your seeds. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean for now we still don't have a good market for seeds. Like when that does come up, it'll be more useful, I think. And for now, it's just a currency we have, but we aren't really using it much, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like most people are getting paid, but aren't cashing out. Like if everybody was actually cashing out, then the <laughs> price wouldn't be what it is anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, but yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. The next update to the market should be pretty good. I don't know if you've seen the the talks with uh, adding the stable coin and uh, a bunch more liquidity. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing that. I'm excited about Rai for sure. I'm not sure how it's going to help us but I know Rai is cool. I mean anything is better than USD. Yeah, I think our liquidity in the pool should pretty much double which would mean that people should be able to sell now at like 10k with a 2% price move which is like enormous like in big crypto but like for me it's exciting because previously people <laughs> like would sell 500 dollars worth of seeds and the price would already move like a, percent yeah, yeah, yeah you're right so 10k is great yeah it's definitely exciting man like so many things are coming up even like the london hard fork itself is going to make a big difference i feel the what and then london hard fork for for the whole space oh okay yeah. not particularly meta game but yeah and uh, 1559 that's happening today oh yeah this part of the london hard fork okay because you know there's like uh multiple multiple updates coming out there's also optimism coming out this month right yeah i'm also looking at arbitrum arbitrum is also pretty cool nice nice did you think about uh, setting up a, like a local mode oh yes uh 
I I just bought a Nook like last week. I've set up everything and I'll start staking soon from hopefully this week. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm just reading up on all those things. You need to do it everything securely. Nice. I should I should get on the train as well. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. So I think Dapp node has they served give their own systems. You can just buy it from there. If you don't want to think too much, don't want to worry too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they are making it really simple. Right, I just saw Dapp node because the thing is it's coming from Europe, and it's just easier. I can build the same thing locally, so I'm just doing it myself, and much cheaper. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, like uh, exciting times uh, in meta game as well. Like we just need to finish a few more things around my meta, and we can raise some money. And then when we raise some money, there will be like actual liquidity and like more people that we can onboard and like without being like, hey, yeah, maybe you'll be <laughs> earning money. <laughs> I mean, they people are earning money, but like, yeah, it's it's not so easy to cash out, but. After we do this, like in uh, I'd say about two months, two, three tops, then we'll be able to actually scale and offer more opportunity to more people. Yeah, that, that, I'm really excited about that. And I'm also generally excited about the whole idea. I mean, I know you've spoken about this before, although we're not working on it actively now, but to create a framework for people to come up with their own meta games. Mm, right. And I'm excited about that. That's what I want to like. Want us to focus on after the, after finishing my meta. But the, yeah, finishing my meta quote unquote has been going on for a long time. But yeah, I want to build this. Uh, calling the meta OS, which is I mean you know all about it, but saying mainly for the for the listeners, uh, the mega menu with like all the options that. Uh, offer different uh, applications that, uh, yeah, right now we have all the applications that are part of Metagame, but we want to integrate uh, other devs and the dashboard, which, yeah, I guess those are like the main two things about the MetaOS, like the the dashboard, which is meant to display yeah, all the useful info and allow you to integrate other devs. Like the dashboard itself should be super modular and th- that like a uh, persistent uh, menu up above where people should be able to integrate anything. And then, yeah, hopefully that should be useful for other DAOs because like it seems that it's a big problem in the space currently with uh, DAOs, I mean, in general projects, but yeah, DAOs specifically use uh, a shit ton of different uh, tools and platforms for running themselves. And it's like all the pieces are all over the internet. So, and we have that, uh, <laughs> that problem is huge in metagame. We have like, 20 pieces or across different uh, website domains and platforms and yeah we need to build this sort of like meta framework where all the pieces can just be plugged in and then yeah when we do that people can can start their own meta games yeah man that, that i think will change a lot of things I, I can see that impacting so many people around the world just we need to make that onboarding very simple for non-crypto native people to just come and understand everything and start their own DAO and their own community. I mean, it's not that simple, but yeah, should be easy. Should be awesome for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting your own won't be easy for a <laughs> for a while still. 
but yeah, I think we did. We're doing great in terms of onboarding to our existing meta game, like even the the non-technical people. But yeah, that's that's kind of the one of the main problems that I wanted to solve because people in the space are all like. Uh, they join and they're like, oh, I'm not a developer, so there's no way for me to contribute, there's nothing for me to do, and there's <laughs> so much to do. So I really wanted to yeah, show that to people, show these different paths that are possible, different uh, new skills they can learn besides coding, and yeah, different ways to to contribute. I mean, you are the biggest example of that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta find your place. Uh, it's amazing how much you contribute, and yeah, I don't see you writing any code. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just gotta dig in and uh, find ways to be useful. Yeah, that's it. That, that, that's amazing, right? You are, as long as you provide some value, you can create some value, you get paid for that value. It's as simple as that. Right. But yeah, people like most people coming in are still like uh, dealing with the fact just that, uh, like, Nobody tells them what to do. They come here and like, oh, what should I do? What what do I do? And expect to be told what to do. It's your game. Just play the game. Right. Yeah. The the ones who just come in and start doing things, they're the ones who like turn out most valuable. Like to find their own ways to contribute. But yeah, meta game is really about uh, helping people find their own meta game. Not like as in software, but like your own game. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah, I mean, Lux, I'm, I'm so awesome. I met Lux. So happy that I met Lux. He's such an amazing guy. And yeah, everything that he does in Metagame, how, how is he able to do all of it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a developer and doing all the community stuff. That's so awesome. And yeah, we we definitely need to do like, need to improve these connections between the guilds. And I really want to kick off this. Uh, more collaboration between metagame and radio and uh, i'll be having a call with tate probably tomorrow to discuss the playbooks and some other things but yeah it's awesome that we have like uh, so many members that are in both radio like active in radio and meta i mean i'm i'm a member at radio as well but i'm not active there but like uh, yeah we have you luxambra tate who's less active here we got uh, Jonathan, who joined uh, both cohorts at the same time. And I think it should be, yeah, with having all of these members uh, in both places, it should be really easy to, like, build an effective bridge and, like, working projects together. Most definitely, man. The, the first thing I see is collaborating on is, like, on the Playbooks UI, and possibly combining that with skill trees. It would make sense, like, yeah, Red Hill is building the technology for the skill trees, and we are making content for playbooks. That also needs a better UI. If we can build this together, it would be awesome. Yeah, and it's not just for Metagame or Red Girl. The playbooks is going to be a, an amazing thing and an important thing for the whole crypto space, the whole Ethereum space, at least. Right. Yeah, and the same with skill trees, like everything, that, that's what I like so much, like well, all the things that uh, both Radial and Metagame are trying to build, we're really trying to make it useful for all of the ecosystem and not just do it for ourselves. Yeah, and that's what's exciting about the whole space, is the whole space is very collaborative and community focused and people focused, and that's what is awesome about Ethereum, I feel, compared to the traditional startup economy or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You can just talk to people and you can DM like a because CEOs are like less common these days, I guess, with all the DAOs coming up. But like, uh, yeah, even that, like you can just, there are normal companies, you DM a CEO and he responds. Like you, you don't get that in like traditional companies. Like everybody is so approachable. Everybody is approachable. Everybody is so friendly. Everybody is so helpful. Everybody is so welcoming and willing to onboard people. Yeah, I really hope it stays that way. Alright, yeah, do you... I also usually ask people at the end of the episode like what are some of the things that they are looking forward to in metagame or crypto in general. Although we, we kind of already covered that a bit, but I, I still still want to ask like if you have anything anything that you want to point out. I mean, in terms of ETH, I think everyone's excited about ETH 2.0. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be awesome. But in terms of metagame, yeah, I'm not too like into what's happening right now i'm just all over the place but yeah i mean i'm excited about onboarding new people i'm excited about building what's whatever we're building continuing to build i'm just excited about iterative development oh yeah remind reminded me what i also wanted to ask you about like which like all over the place like you you got into metagame and then you started spreading out which is kind of the the point of metagame like to be this starting point where people can just meet other people and then go out to other DAOs. Yeah. Like I said, I first joined Trojan DAO through James and then came to DAO House, I mean DAO Hackman. And then that's when I, I, I was working on two different projects, the metagame as well as the other, uh, I think, Facebook Fly. And then after I completed that, I think, I don't know, we came, we got some prize in that hackathon. Uh, and then Yelor found me. And then he asked me to join Raid Guild. I was already thinking about joining Raid Guild. I just didn't know. I didn't have an in. And and Yellow was like, just join, man. Just just send a proposal. And I was like, okay, cool. I sent a proposal. Because <laughs> I, I, I was very new to the whole space. I mean, I thought I needed to know somebody. I mean, yeah, obviously I knew Yellow. I mean, I didn't know Yellow personally. He just saw me doing some good work in the hackathon and he was like, you'll be a good fit, just join. And Yellow is cool like that. He just gets these people into these spaces. It's amazing. So he's such a godsend for the space. Anyway, so then that's how I got into Raid Guild. And at the same time, I got into Metagame. So that was around July last year, I think it was when I joined both Metagame and Raid Guild. And I'm like, I'm just trying to... As soon as I joined Raid Guild, I got into a project. So... I mean, in Red Kill, there's this project coming in one after the other. So, so I started working on that, and I'm also working on metagame in parallel. And it's been like that ever since. <laughs> there's no day off, just walking day in day night. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, no, it's not a job. I get to work on my own terms, and then your own terms are worse than the one that boss was giving you. <laughs> exactly it's crazy right i'm just like i enjoy working so all the time i'm just thinking about this itself like yeah, that's something i need to fix any i'm really bad with my time management yeah same here i'm so bad at it man i'm like every time i'm trying new things i was listening to the penguins podcast and and he was telling me about uh the uh, what the sticky notes thing that's something i have to try out now 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, just make it more visible. Yeah, something physical I think would help. Yeah. I didn't know that you joined the regular metagame at the same time. I thought you I thought you joined the metagame and then went on to radio. No, I, I think I joined both uh at the same time almost like and that's when I realized there are so many common people also. But uh yeah, it wasn't through metagame that I joined Raid Grid, no. It was through Dao Hack Month, but that was also conducted uh, like big part of it was metagame, I think. Yeah, we Dao Hack Month was uh metagame and Aragon. Like Aragon was doing their own uh, hack for freedom hackathon and we we were doing the for the world and like we started organizing our hackathon already and then I saw that they are doing their hackathon and then I just contacted Louise and like hey we are both doing a DAO focused hackathon in a same month. Let's just <laughs> join forces. That's pretty awesome. That was such an amazing exp- experience man. DAO hack month was super cool, so collaborative and so many cool people and that time DAOs were still somewhat nascent I mean they still are now but then it was still even more new that time I, I didn't know anything about DAOs much like I, I just joined uh, Trojan DAO but I, I didn't know anything about DAO house still that time I just knew the Pokemon UI and then Aragon was something I learned about that time uh, it was like everything was opening up the rabbit holes yeah <laughs> it's so deep nice 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 yeah these hackathons tend to be hit and miss like in terms of like what we get out of them but sometimes we get uh, awesome people like you who join through a hackathon and then just stay around so that's awesome i was planning on doing uh doing the dow hack month every year but then this this summer, like after doing MetaFest, I just didn't want to organize any event for a while. I was just so burned out and I didn't uh, care about doing anything. I think we should do it uh, next year. Yeah, I mean, that this burnout that you're talking about is such a big problem, I think, in this space. A lot of people are just working so hard right now, not thinking too much about their mental health. We really need to bring that in somehow. Yeah, that's the issue that, that I've mentioned previously about people working on their own terms, which are bad. Just working, working, working. People forgot what the weekend is or like what it means to get off your job and enjoy the rest of your day. And it's hard because, yeah, like you said, like our heads are full of it because I mean, we're excited about what we're doing and just... It's not easy to shut it down. Yeah, I mean, even if you sleep, like somebody else is working hard at that when you're sleeping, and when you wake up, and there's so much that's happened overnight, and like shit, I'm so far behind, and that that FOMO. <laughs> FOMO into work. Yeah, you like I can't afford to miss anything. So you open Twitter, every day something new is coming. These people release something new. Somebody else is working on something else. Right. Yeah, we're forty-five minutes in. Do do you want to? Do you have any closing thoughts or anything else that you want to talk about or mention? Yeah, I guess I'll just say that that don't focus too much on the work. Care about yourself too. Care about your mental health. And uh, if you need someone to talk to, I'm always around. Just ping me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank. Thank you for coming on and thank you for being uh, such an amazing person and a part of MetaGame. And thank you for being such an amazing visionary and a good friend. Thank you, thank you. See you around.